do it yourself. Determinedly discipline other things. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. This is another aspect of the strenuous nature of sainthood. Paul says, I take every project prisoner to make it obey Christ. How much Christian work is there today which has never been disciplined, but has simply sprung into being by impulse? In our Lord's life, every project was disciplined to the will of his Father. There was not a movement of an impulse of his own will, as distinct from his Father's. The Son can do nothing of himself. Then, take ourselves a vivid religious experience and every project born of impulse put into action immediately instead of being imprisoned and disciplined to obey Christ. This is a day when practical work is overemphasized and the saints who are bringing every project into captivity are criticized and told that they are not in earnest for God or for souls. True earnestness is found in obeying God, not in the inclination to serve Him that is born of undisciplined human nature. It is inconceivable but true nevertheless that saints are not bringing every project into captivity but are doing work for God at the instigation of their own human nature which has not been spiritualized by determined discipline. We are apt to forget that a man is not only committed to Jesus Christ for salvation, he is committed to Jesus Christ's view of God, of the world, of sin, and of the devil. And this will mean that he must recognize the responsibility of being transformed by the renewing of his mind. Romans chapter 5 verse 19 says, For as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Of course he's talking about the old Adam and the new Adam, old man and new man, and this this idea of taking every thought captive, it's something that we're meant to do in our new life with Christ. Christ gives us the ability to think differently because we we form we form everything that we are to him. The renewing of our mind isn't some abstract idea, it's the mind of Christ. And so this idea of taking thoughts captive, being disciplined enough to take every thought captive so that it can be put through the process and only come out into action or prolonged thought if it's something that's righteous this is exactly what i'm on what i'm trying to do but it takes a lot of hard work i mentioned being a man of my word recently and it's it's a struggle and it certainly involves taking my thoughts captive so i don't utter things that i don't actually mean when i commit to something without actually 
committing to it. I'm putting this expectation into someone's head that I'm going to be doing something when I haven't thought about it, when I haven't used that discipline that Oswald's talking about today, to think about, to take the thought captive, so that by the time I utter any words out of my mouth, they're words that I will 100% be walking out. Oswald says that we are committed to Jesus Christ's view of God, of the world, of sin and the devil. And this will mean that we must recognize the responsibility of being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so something that's really inspirational to me with that verse in Romans 5, by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. I come from a line of that disobedience, non-Christian, just non-Christian, period. Don't have to get into anything. But this idea of with the renewing of my mind, taking my thoughts captive so that I walk in truth and setting that example for my kids and for my wife, this is who I do it for so that my kids have a father who is not a liar, a hypocrite, someone who says something and does another thing. So today I want to keep it short. And just as the title says for the devotional, do it yourself. Do not rely on any other person. Because the truth is, only you can save yourself. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean you do it alone. It means you do it within a community of Christians. And in that community, again, you're doing this for yourself so that in return, if you have kids, if you have a spouse, you're doing it for them. You're doing it for yourself so that in return, the body that you're a part of, you can pour into that community and you can be an asset instead of a burden or instead of dead weight. And at times, of course, the struggle will come And you will feel like you can't do it yourself. And you'll feel like you don't know why you're doing anything at all. And that's where that hard work of being obedient, taking every thought captive so your actions are as righteous as they can be. And your faith is, you're not wasting the gift of grace that God gave to you. You're taking advantage of it and you're using it and you're doing your best with what you have. When you do it yourself, that means you can do it when you can't do it yourself, when you pour into your community of fellow Christians, when you pour into your family, when you love your spouse, your kids, then you're onto something. And I'll leave it with this. As I'm getting, as I'm becoming more and more of a personal trainer, gaining experience, training different people, it's awesome. I'm starting to adopt that coach mindset inspiring people, edifying people, and building them up to be stronger. And the best way to move forward in life. So the way I look at Oswald's title, Do It Yourself, what does that mean as a Christian? Well, obviously we don't do it ourselves. We can't. But as Christians, what does that mean? It means we identify with Christ. We adapt the mindset of Christ. And I'm reading a book And it talks about, of course, goals, setting goals are great. It's great to set goals, strive for them and achieve them. But there's always this period of hitting a goal, then what do you do next? 
it's kind of hard to figure out and it's, it's an easy way to burn out. And then you can maybe run out of ideas as far as what goals to set. The idea, the main thing is to not just keep setting goals and reaching those goals, but to adopt a new identity. Adopt a new identity so that in that new identity, you're always striving towards someone completely different from who you are. And that new identity, of course, as Christians is Christ. So the renewal of our mind, we're leaving behind the things that we used to do. And by adopting this Christ-like identity, we're asking ourselves, what would Christ do? What does the Bible say? What does the word of God say? And how can this apply? How can that apply to the situation I'm, I'm facing right now? That is what it means to do it yourself. The Christ in you can do it. You can't do it, but you can do it because you identify as Christ and the Christ in you can do anything. God is amazing. But to access that saving grace that he has free for you, you got to be obedient and put things into action and leave your old ways behind and take on the new mind of Christ that you have access to. So today I want to challenge you to do it yourself. And think when you reach a challenge or when you reach a success today, something happy or sad or whatever it is, just think to yourself, what would Christ do now? God bless you.